This is Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say, on the air. Tuning you into the Latino literary renaissance in all its splendor. Interviews, teatro, rap, fiction, poetry, memorias, composer spotlights, and more. Always mas. Thank you for tuning in to another installment of the Latino Literary Renaissance. Today, you're going to help us save the name Mexican-American Studies, and you're going to help us take the narrative back. We'll have information about that at the top of the show, but we need everybody to get involved, or else students may be indoctrinated to believe that the name Mexican-American is bad. That's what the Texas State Board of Education seems to want to implement Stay tuned because we're going to tell you how to get involved to stop that, and it's vital. Of course, we have a regular program as well because we demand to impose our will on the universe. We're going to promote our writers, our community. There's about 100, maybe 200 topics that need to be attended to. <laughs> right, you know? but, and it's hard to focus, but we've said, you know what? We made a commitment to our cultura our literature, our writers. So we say we're talking to these two folks, and we're going to, but we are going to throw these other messages in as well. So at the top of the program is our dear friend. She's an MP uh, alum, and she is a brilliant poet, now with her second book. And we'll be talking to her in a little bit. It's Leslie Schwartz Contreras. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me, Tony. So excited Glad to be, to be here. So what, your second book? Yes. Wow. So we're going to be treated to some poems in a little bit and some deep conversation because he's actually going to join us during the Libro Tafica de Soapbox at the top. Second half of the program, we'll be talking to some folks that are out there expanding the way we imagine ourselves and our community. And it's fun too. You're going to find out more about Madness on Main, the fifth 
annual festival. And hey, you probably already go to that anyway. So join in on the vibes as we share that knowledge. We're going to have Marissa Signs and some folks from Metanoia who are going to tell us what is up, how you can get involved, and hopefully you will help them out. We're going to be there. But of course, you may be listening to this live right now at 100,000 watts on 90.1 FM KPFT as you've been accustomed to. Or perhaps you're listening to this later because the University of Houston Library, through their digital archives, is archiving all this. Or perhaps you're reading about it. At some point, someone will write the transcripts out. All our hard copies are kept at the City of Houston Public Library Hispanic Archives. So maybe this is somewhere in the future. Maybe there's a happy ending to this. Maybe people are saying, hey, let's go study about how the community united to save Mexican studies. Let's start off with that. And a little bit, too, we'll tell you about what's going on next week. We have a guest guest in the studio, too, who is going to be the next writer and also radio uh, helper in a bit. But right now, good news, bad news. So the Texas State Board of Education, last April, they voted to endorse Mexican studies. They recognized its importance. They also endorsed a course developed through the Houston Independent School District, that's all good. They should have done that. I'm glad they've recognized our intelligence. They have to continue yes, recognizing definitely. it. I think it's important that that was a huge step. But that wasn't. But, yeah, but. <laughs> they, they couldn't let it be. I mean, right now we'd be extolling them. We'd be having to say, hey, look, they worked with us. They, they made history. They had to change the name, and it's discriminatory. It is straight-up discriminatory. Dear listener, we're going to make the case right now. It's so discriminatory that next Tuesday – we're taking a bus up to Austin. What, what's the title they're proposing instead? So they've taken Mixed American Studies, and it is a rep- Republican Texas State Board of Ed member who's leaving. So on his way down, he wanted to burn down the building, evidently. Right. And he said that he thought the name Mexican American was divisive. We need like two shows to talk about that. Yes. And he changed the name. And they all voted with him. It was by majority. He changed the name from Mexican-American Studies to Ethnic Studies, an overview of Americans of Mexican descent. And, of course, we're about to tell you, if you don't know already why that's offensive and discriminatory, we're about to tell you. But next Tuesday, we'll be taking a bus from Houston to Austin to join a protest of many other folks from around the state. We kicked it off last week. And the protest will be at the Texas State Board of Education at 8.30 a.m. in Austin, Texas. We're going to demand they change the name. The name has been changed, so if we do nothing, students will be stuck with this name, which would be as if it were a math class. It would be like saying 2 plus 3 equals 23. I think, I think when I heard about this from you, Tony, the first thought that came to my mind was, what I grew up thinking and hearing about who I was was always Mexican-American. And when it was with each other, it was Mexican. But I also knew I was American. And it's not antithetical to say, to see yourself as American, to say Mexican-American. And, and we, we do it in Texas. We're, yes. uh, we're Texan. So do we have to say, I'm sorry, I'm not again. I know we could secede. Texas could secede if it wants to, evidently. <laughs> Evidently, it tried. It has, and it maintains its right to. That doesn't mean we're not American by saying we're Texan. I think the idea of making the title like this with convoluted semantics emphasizes this idea that we're supposed to wash down our ethnicity, especially, you know, for further generations. And what does that mean? That there's something tainted or, you know, something that we should be ashamed of. And if anything, I think the teachers will be smart enough to make the title a point of, a part of the (laughs) lesson. Like, what do you, let's break this down a little bit. class, we're going to protest this class. (laughs) Like, what, what do we think about this title? Does anyone here refer to themselves as an American of Mexican origin? Have you ever heard that in, yeah, but it, it, the, the sense it makes is, is, is nonsense. It, even with an overview, well, here we went out of our way to do something profound and deep, and now it's been watered down. Right, you have scholars, <laughs> you have you know spending all these decades re- on yes, this. Yes, researchers. Now it's like some guy from Beaumont decided, <laughs> you know, I got a better name. I just thought of something in the lunchroom. Uh, let's put this name on there. 
also, here's the other problem, too, practically speaking. These courses have been created to go through the paperwork to easily go from high school, community college, college level, graduate school. That's for Mexican-American studies. This other thing doesn't fit that. So I'm thinking, do they have to come up with it? And here's some more discrimination. Are they then going to change the name for all the ethnic studies courses? I was just going to ask you that. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything comparable, but what would they do for, you know, Irish-American or German-American? European, yeah, Yeah, uh, ethnic studies. Europeans of descent of... Ireland. And, and here, here's the, been the Texas State Board of Education's answer. Donna Bohorich, she's Republican. She represents Houston. She has conveniently said she doesn't have to vote on this. I, we got to hold it a test. She needs to take a stand on this. The other thing that the Texas State Board of Ed members have said is that they say that, well, no other course has been approved, so we don't have to change the name of anything. So I'm of the opinion that I, I'm hoping that we can talk to African Americans, Native Americans, Asian American yes. scholars. They should demand that we approve Mexican American studies just to pave the way because we're going to join them to demand that they get African American studies, Native American studies, and we're going to demand they don't change that name either. You should connect with Viet Thanh Nguyen because he teaches ethnic studies. That's what his... I love it. And and I know he's very supportive of all ethnic studies. Uh, Actually, let's do that. We need to reach out to our other ethnic groups Absolutely. to come in together because it, it is where we're demanding all stories are told. And I, I do want to point out, even from the beginning, we've always gone out of our way to say, listen, it's us right now, but we want to pave the way for all these other ethnic studies. And we, we need to be able to control the narrative and not have, I mean, it's so presumptuous to change the title when... I mean, is this guy some type of <laughs> ethnic studies scholar in Mexican-American no, no, history? Not. I doubt. I also want to point something else. This is discriminatory because this fellow, David Bradley, he represents Beaumont. That's not why it's discriminatory, but, but he represents Beaumont. He's been messing with us forever. He, okay. He's called... Uh, so this the, is just a ploy. Yeah. No, uh, even before he said, I, I don't like Mexican-American studies. I like Hispanic studies. Uh, I remember once I was being questioned by him. He stopped questioning me because I always have answers for him. And I remember, <laughs> well, well, my fa- well my, I'm going to fake a fake voice at him too. Oh, uh, please this, do. This kind of, well, I, I need to ask you something, Mr. Diaz. I think that's what's... <laughs> uh, well, my favorite Hispanic be in your Mexican-American studies course. And I remember replying something like, does that that's mean... That's pretty that, good, Tony. Thank you very much. <laughs> does that mean you're voting for it? He goes, uh, uh, he didn't answer. He goes, uh, will Ted Cruz be in your course? And oh, I said, God. Ted Cruz is not Mexican-American. <laughs> <laughs> but he's always been messing with us. He said he would he would um, boycott a vote, just like the uh, migrant workers boycott. And I put out to him, no, no if you don't show up for work, a- you're truant. <laughs> you know? He's truant. So he's been messing with us. The other worst part is that as he steps down, the fellow that he has endorsed for his position went to the last April meeting, and I looked up the notes of the people about to present. There was one. There were 35 people voting in favor of Mexican American studies. One person signed up, had his name. He's a school board member of Friendswood, and voted against. It was this guy who's about to take a seat. So for what's so, his name? Uh, oh my! I'll, I'll I'll look the name up in a bit. I'll look the we name. Need up. To know we, his we need to know name. We need to know the name. So to me, this is a trail of discrimination. And we've got to do something about it. So I hope folks will, will join us. Uh, you can get more information at librotraficante.com. The bus leaves at 5.30 a.m. Man, the struggle's hard, right? What are some of the ways everyone can support this? Great. If they can't go that day, and, and really, it is a racket. They put these things during the school, during the, during the week. But like on social media or folks calling. Can, folks right now can tweet okay. Texas State SBOE, they can tweet them. They can call. They can go to whorepresentsme.com and find out who their uh, board member is. Probably if you're in Houston, it's probably uh, Lawrence. He's he's He agrees that this name is a bunch of BS. It's probably Donna Bohorich. I, I'm calling her tomorrow. I I've hope called call, her before. Right? Yes. Her and from what I've heard is she said she's not going to take a, a stand. In, i got to call her and say she needs to take a stand in this. Well, I'll report next week. I'm going to call the crew and tell them, hey, this is what she's reported. We'll tell you what's going on. And they can call them and say, we want our name back. We want our history. Um, there's some folks that are a little scared. They're like, well, they're going to take the class away. Let me put it this way. They've recognized the intellectual depth of what we got. 
So they, they have to keep the class, and they got to name it the right thing. Because it's not going to spread this way, too. It, it, it's, like like, this, it's like writing a book, and then someone's saying, oh, we want your name to be changed. Here's the clown yeah. cover. <laughs> put this clown cover on there. You're like, uh, this is like a kind of serious class. Mm-hmm. No, no, but put this payaso on top. Come on. <laughs> Come on. People will like it, but you're like, no, like, so uh, people can get involved in those ways. Okay. A lot more information about Tafikina.com. If you can get on the bus, it's free. We're getting donors to go on the bus. And, of course, since I won't be here next Tuesday, we got the crew running the board. So next week is Letty and Madeleine will be hosting. Uh, Letty, say hi because, of course, the show gets put together by our crew. Uh, Alexis de Texas is there as well, too. What's up? What's up, man? What's up? You, you ready for next week, Letty? Uh, next week we're we're not there yet. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, we're we're ready. And we have some great guests lined we up. Accept the challenge. Excellent. Ready for the controversy. Esso. And really, what's great too is one, you guys put so much love into the show, and you do it. I mean, you do it with puro corazón, which means a lot. Because I mean, I, I'm I'm selfish. I'm a writer. So I'm like, <laughs> hey, you know, uh, promote writers, and I'm a writer. You guys are doing it because you want the culture spread. You're not bringing your poems or short stories here. No, I will be, though. Hey, all right. We turned him into a writer. I nice. love it. I love it. And I love I'll be listening. That's awesome. I appreciate that. And I love, too, then, that you, you've been doing questions as well. So now you're going to run the show. But that gives us time, too, to go do things like protests and whatnot. Yeah, exactly. It takes a lot of hands. Exactly. And and then, of course, they come up with the rundown. They do the social media. So if you're on Twitter, at MP Airwaves. Also, I wanted this young lady to come up and say hi, please. So we have her visiting. She's 17 years old. Tell folks your name. Janela Alvarado. Fantastic. And you came down because you are part of your culture. You want to know more? Just a little more of, you know, what we are, you know, for and stuff like that. Fantastic. Great. And, of course, where, where do you go to high school? Uh, Ranch High School. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Welcome. Hope that you enjoy what's going on. And, uh, hey, it's an open door. Anytime you want to come back and m- maybe come up with some ideas to help them out, you're welcome to come. Okay? I met Tony when I was about your age. That's yes. awesome. That's yes. right. I was so shy. That, you know what's so interesting? I still get stage fright. <laughs> when you mention that, yeah. I'm like, really? Because you're like oh, yeah. awesome on I stage. Just, no, I'm, a, I'm a good actress. <laughs> I love it. I, and I tell you what, thank you for giving us some bonus intellect. So that's all bonus intellect because now we're going to talk to you as a poet. Now let me look at our crew. Are we going to do a musical break or are we just going to go into the into the interview? And I know you guys had some other issues to possibly bring up. So let me take a look at the queue. By the way, without these folks, I would just ramble on for 60 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so they really are helpful, you know. And... uh and what's funny That's is... That's okay. If you did those voices and a couple of them, that <laughs> Mr. would be awesome. Mr. Diaz, <laughs> I'm offended by fajitas. You always got I'm, something to say. I'm offended by the word Mexican-American in fajitas. <laughs> I find fajitas offensive because I say fajitas and y'all make fun of me. So, so change the name from Mexican... Okay. <laughs> so change the name from Mexican-American. So we do music? Music break. All right. You're experiencing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. And here we have the soundtrack to a revolution. We'll be back. Todavía el por qué te has alejado, si bien sabes, vida mía, que eres tú mi adoración. Todo México me ha visto, calla arriba y calla abajo, por doquiera te he buscado en mi desesperación. Camino por Narvarte, Polanco y Coyoacán Mi anhelo de encontrarte me lleva al Medregal Te busco por Guerrero, la Villa y Tizapán Por la colonia obrera y no te puedo hallar No me explico todavía el por qué
porque tú te marchaste y un papel no me dejaste escribiendo la razón. And you are back. You're experiencing Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. If you're listening to us on podcast, hope you're enjoying it. You can get more at nuestrapalabra.org and some at kpft.org. Of course, we try and mix poetry, literature, politics, and movies. I hope you'll go to the Literal Literally Short Film Festival. starts this Thursday. should be a lot of fun. Nice. And, of course, they're a big ally of what we do. So look them up or find them on Twitter. And, of course... We still got Leslie in the studio. She has now put on her poetry cap, and we're going to talk to her about her newest book. Of course, you know that she's an essayist and a poet. You probably read her recent work in Catapult, the Texas Review, and Tinderbox. You know she's been nominated for a Pushcart Prize. I do. <laughs> <laughs> a finalist for the 2018 Joy Harjo <gasps> competition for Cutthroat, a journal of the – I'm sorry – Poetry Competition for Cutthroat, a Journal of the Arts. She has her newest collection of poems, Night Bloom and Cenote from St. Julian Press. I'm going to clap and applaud. Thank you. And Thank applaud you. I appreciate it. For that. You were a semifinalist for the 2017 Tupelo Press Dorset Prize, judged by Alea Kaminsky. You're the author of Fuego and a finalist for the 2018 Houston Poet Laureate. Your fiction, fiction now, I fiction now, will be included in Houston Noir, an anthology edited by our friend, Gwendolyn Zapeda, from the Akashic Press, which is an amazing press doing cutting-edge multicultural work forever. She's currently an interviews editor at American Micro Reviews and Interviews and works as a writing instructor for Writerspace. If you want to find out more about her, you can go to LeslieSchwartz.com. And we're very happy para estrenar tu nuevo libro. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. And, of course, you are Nuestra Palabra Legacy. We love your family. Your brother was a founding member. And, of course, thank you for lighting up the stage during yet another of our anniversary. So it really is wonderful to... I'm to, glad to be here. I'm glad to be a part of it. And tell us about... So tell us about the new collection. And, and, and we sure. are going to have you read a few poems sure. in a bit. So... Uh, this collection looks at a lot of topics all at once. I seem to just do that with my work. I, uh, I, it ranges all the way from, you know, the legacy of trauma within family, especially women. You know, women, uh, especially in, in our culture, I think we have, uh, we bear the brunt of a lot of colonial practices mm. and abuse that women imp impose on each other, mm. you know? And so um, we are expected to behave a certain way, to, to not be individuals, um, to not be, you know, uh, too educated. Um, and this has changed for a lot of families. But in some families, you know, you talk to your grandmother, your grandparents, you know, why are you always reading, you know? <laughs> Oh, man, it must be it must be for the men's in the closet <laughs> um but that idea and also the darker part of it is that it allows for abusive situations mm. to keep passing through generations for uh dysfunction to keep passing through generations and so i wanted to look at that especially through the lens of being mexican american um you know we often talk about uh uh, feminism from a very American type of lens. Um, and it looks differently within our community. And I just wanted to talk about it openly. That's so, powerful. So the book looks at that. It looks at um, how girls treat each other, how women treat each other, um, the idea of the body, the woman's body, how it, you can carry this shame of... Uh, 
being told constantly, you know, you're not supposed to be a sexual being. You're not supposed to be uh, brave or bold. You're supposed to just fit the idea of what a good Mexican girl mm. should be. Um, so it's a lot, and I explore that. And, of course, I think if, so, if some folks are saying, well, you, you mentioned it has changed. But then what, what I so, – and sometimes I hear people say it that. It depends on the family. And, and I'm going to say, too, like, well – Maybe it has, but you mentioned the trauma sinks into us. So yeah, it, how many years does it take? How many generations? Yeah, I think um, that's what this book tries to wrestle with is how do you wrench that out mm. of your system? And I didn't realize that I needed to do this until I had children. I have two girls and a boy, and the boy just as much needs to learn as the girls mm. uh, about all of these distorted views Um passed on to us of uh, women as property or women as uh, something owned or controlled. Um, and that that affects boys just as much because they're expected to behave certain ways, to be manly or masculine, you know, machismo. And um, I wanted to just look at it. So um, that, that's one of the main and explore it through the art form yes. so we can approach it different differently than sociology or, or psychology. Right, just, and I tried to give different voices in the poems. Um, yeah, you know what? So I'm going to resist talking about that for three sure, hours. Sure, sure, o- sure. Only, because, only because, you know, a lot of our listeners know you, a lot of people over the country know you, and... Let's let the poetry do the sure. talking. So, t- and, and I think one thing we've done in the past is let's say, okay, let's meet about the let's meet the poet and maybe one read one poem. Let's go for like three poems. And, and of course, dear listeners, if you're on Twitter or Facebook and you're like, yo, give us the three or five poems and let us know because then we say, you know what? Let's let's let the poetry do the talking because I want to do everything. I want to keep. I wanna, I'm dying to keep talking the way we were talking, but I want to hear the poems and then I want to talk about the poems. But, ladies and gentlemen, here is is this the radio debut or? Did, is this right? You've been on radio with this. It can book? be. Yeah, this is the Chicano radio <laughs> debut of Leslie's newest collection of poems. Thank you. Inheritance. My body holds pockets full of other bodies, secreted cells of my grandparents, inside my parents, nested. In an infinity of theirs. I am made of those sweat-filled sheets of sorrow, a clothesline of flinching blouses, waiting for that slap and backbeat to dry. My mother hiding under the house of my body, my body the leather belt from which she is hiding. My organs of wrist that ring into prayer of tied up and drowning. But also the pulp of tomato sap running down my mother's neck on the ride back from a farm, face up to sun, pressed up against cousins in the back of a pickup. And across town, my father's body, his boy body, running with all the joy he can muster to every single dirt base, and he can turn as brown as his body will let him, all the sun's blessing. My birthright, my body's water-filled mouth, my great-uncle choking on grass and oil drip in Buffalo Bayou as it swallowed up his childhood. That endless body of water Always a fitful of pump and pin, the giving a life, the taking away of. And the Maya woman, my greater grandmother, she is folded here near the heart, that beast of a muscle made of slurs and songs. Contreras, Moreno, Hernandez, Aguirre, cheek to jowl with Bantu slave, dropped in a world of wild, squeezed into a fist. The Spanish of my body butchers the trees 
until the landscape is bald. And yet my body remembers both the black matter trees, those rows of empty and a race, the bruise-shaped branches that drip and drip and drip and drip, but also the sound of that click in a home run, the sound of running feet, and the fullness of my mom's hunger satisfied. All this, a long story that spells my name, marked with a language to survive. Oh, man. Um, and, you know, I'm only going to take the liberty of dwelling on just one of those metaphors with the blouses flinching and slapping, and especially the way you had set up the trauma and the... Right there's a PhD dissertation in the making, <laughs> and then you bring it back to the Maya folding. I'm going to resist, though. I'm going to stop. Thanks for the love, though. Man, man. That's just one part of it. Let us bring in. We want. We got to share right now if you're on Highway 59. You're getting fired up and you're tuning in. We're going to hear some more magic from Leslie Contreras-Schwartz. It's her new book, Night Bloom and Cenote. Here on Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Having Their Say. Please give us another poem. Sure. That one was... One of my darker poems. Mm. Um, but I do, I think there's a turn towards the end, so I will read one of those. My body stops here. Having a body is like riding a bus with unreliable air conditioning in the middle of the summer in Houston, where I need to make two transfers to get to my destination. Some buses are like hotels plush seats, icy air that make you forget the open oven of a city outside, quiet and comfortable passengers. You could live there and want everyone you know to live there too. But my bus is the kind where everyone is pushed up against each other, pinned, sweating, waiting desperately to hold a handout to pull the string that announces this is my stop. It's tiny bell sound so that some driver, a stranger, who holds all this power of motion, can open those blessed doors. Those doors creak open, but I'm not ready, not yet, to get off. It's so uncomfortable, but I'm here sharing a view with citizens of this city, the moss-heavy oaks along the bayous, the ramshackle houses with their noses pointed up next to mansion neighbors white-knuckled in wealth and holding their ground on raised foundation. The poor houses with flowers poking out next to broken shutters like a person dressed in rags but tucking in her shirt and pulling up her socks to find some dignity. Streets and streets of grandma and grandpa houses that can let out their breath and be at home, kick their feet up, and just be with the elote sellers, the pupusa trucks, the soul food, and the barbecue joints next to gas stations and quinceañera dressmaker shops, the braids and weaves places, the barbers, the man dressed in the uniform of a busser, white shirt, black pants, riding a child's pink bike, the mama walking her children across the street with a grocery cart, the older children hanging to the sides, the raspa stands, Thai massage parlors, Vietnamese street signs and rows of Chinese restaurants and healers, and then more rows of sari fabric stores, halal markets, Indian buffets. There is so much to see. Even in this little view from the bus, pressed up against other bodies, their own small views, some I know, much smaller than mine. Leaving would be a shame, getting off on my own volition. I'd miss it, this view. There are no more seats, that's true, and everybody's legs fill each pothole, each road ignored for decades, the full of rocks. What use is it to think about another ride. My body sits here, lingers, and looks out. Mm. 
Love letter to Houston. Houston mm. better love you back. Man, you took me places. And it it I, I is love, a love letter to it Houston. Is, it is. I love the quote. You, you go from high, dark, uh, I love the dark stuff, <laughs> high, <laughs> high, dark metaphor, and then the quotidian joy of this dirty city. Nice. I'm, we're not supposed to talk. Okay. <laughs> but by the way, you can show your love. We're going to have one more poem. Don't get all mad, listeners. No. <laughs> Relax, listener. <laughs> we're going to do one more poem. You can show your love next Monday, June 11th, live at Brazos. I shouldn't say that. Brazos. No, I like it. That yeah, way. Brazos. At Brazos. Brazos, Brazos Bookstore. You know it's at 2421. Bissonnet. Bissonnet. Bissonnet and Kirby. You know it's there. It will be at 7 p.m. What a great way to spend a Monday. So you can hear these. Right now, you're just hearing it in one dimension of audio. You get to hear it in 12 dimensions that day. <laughs> you can invent other senses with this poetry. And we're going to hear one last poem. Sure. Nuestra Palabra listeners. And we want to congratulate Leslie Contreras-Schwartz on her new collection, Nightbloom and Cenote. Give us one more poem, por favorcito. What's the info of the event? Um, what time? One more know? time. Oh, I'm going to let you write it down. I'm going to let you write it down, Lexis, para you know, you can get there. So it's going to be Monday. June 11th, 2018, because people will be listening later. Like, is it now? No, it's not 2020. Sorry, 2018. And it's going to be at Brazos Bookstore, 7 p.m., 2421 Bissonette, which is right off of Kirby. Brazos. Brazos. I'm going to start saying <laughs> Photograph of Frida Kahlo, Sin Aderezos, 1946, by Antonio Kahlo. After surgery, her body waited against a wooden chair, eyes mid-blink, her face curtained by a dark mass of hair. Frida lets out curls of smoke from the left-hand cigarette, her body shrinking back into its black pajamas, her hair not bound up by braids or Diego. There is no room for anything else but pain, which carries inside it other pain, and those pains, brothers, sisters, their spouses, lovers, and children, on their knees, crawling to the church of her body, its camino largo, the steel bar through the hip and uterus of it, the street car sitting on the column of the spine of it, Pain is different people, sitting by the bedside, but wringing its hands just the same, figuring out what to take of the body this time, what language it can speak. Polio to still a bit of leg, the abortion a toe, and the body's fetus, a hand to infect, a leg to gangrene and fell. Behind her, inside the house, are dahlias, Bougainvillas, gardenias, which she will paint so they will not die, those blooms waiting to be laureled on the head, held up by its long brown braid tightly laced. In this she will hold up Cielito Lindo, its smuggled ribbons of little sky, folded up in canta no llores, pin them to her crown. Beautiful. Thank you so much Thank and congratulations so much, Tony. on your new book. Really, really proud of you. Really proud of you. Thank you. Hey, this is why we do this. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, we'll be back talking more about festivals. You're listening to Nuestra Palabra, Latino Writers Heaven to Stay on the Air. And now, some music.
muerto cambió mi vida Camarada de rebelión, florcita macumba en la despedida No digas siempre, no digas nunca Thanks for tuning in to Nuestra Palabra, Latino writers having their say on the air. Of course, you can listen to the podcast for about two weeks if you go to kpft.org and click on archives. You can go to nuestrapalabra.org to find selected podcasts. We'll put some up there. It is actually a little labor intensive. And for the rest of history, you can actually go to the University of Houston Digital Archives, a little more complicated process, but they archive all the shows there. And if you want to find out about history from our community, for many different groups, uh, they have a great exhibit in the Hispanic Archives of the Houston Public Library. Now, right now, we're going to try and build up other parts of this renaissance. When we say Latino renaissance, it's not just about Latinos, it's not just about Chicanos, Chicanas, it's about all groups, and it's not just about writers, because at the end of the day, we know that our imaginations are inspired by other facets. So we're going to be talking about the fifth annual Madness on Main, White Oak Music Hall in Raven Tower, which is a cool spot anyway, June 9th. 2018, and here we have in the studio with us, she is Chicana Pedigree, <laughs> the daughter of La Mera Mera, Gracie Signs, who's already made history, and a dear friend of Nuestra Palabra, she's been on our uh, committee to organize book fairs, and, and just done so much, and a personal friend, um, Marissa Signs, she is part of Metanoia, and she'll be talking about this awesome program, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, I'm actually part of Madness on Main. Metanoia was uh, one of the bands that was supposed to come on with us, but they weren't able to make it. Got it. And actually, <laughs> and of course, you are one of the executive producers. Yes. You stepped into the local music scene five years ago, coming from 15 years of multicultural marketing. You yep. also launched your event marketing company, Pure Peach, in 2014, pushing the marketing industry to invest sponsorship dollars into regional events produced by and KPFT likes this kind of stuff local music and Nuestra Palabra likes the art community your portfolio includes promotional marketing campaigns for companies like Walmart Bank of America Guerrero Tortillas or as my neighbor used to say Tortillas <laughs> Verizon Fios Craft Singles Maxwell House Quilted Northern Dr. Pepper Snapple Group Heineken Gosh, stop All right, <laughs> I didn't realize the bio was going to go this far. Sorry. <laughs> but, hey, you're, you're getting it done, but you're keeping it real with the community, and this is a really cool effort. So, first of all, what, tell the folks some of the more about the basics, about when it starts, where they can get – we can't say ticket prices or anything, but so there's an admission. Cool. Yes, there is, and you can go and find out more information on madnessonmain.com. Um, and it's a, a three-stage, multi-genre music festival. Uh, we call it a music discovery fest because you can look at the flyer and it's most likely unless like you're really ingrained in the local scene that you'd not know someone on that flyer. So um, it's all about discovery. Um, it's presented by Eighth Wonder Brewery. And so it's it's been interesting trying to find you know partners um, within the corporate community and uh, just to get behind the festival. Because there's not like a... Jay Lopez. Jay right, Lopez. right. We don't have 20,000 people, you know, showing up. It's it's 2,000 solid, you know, music lovers. Um, they know to come with an open mind, and they're going to see something they like. They're going to walk away with a new favorite. And different genres. So what genres are you hitting? Yeah, so everything from hip-hop, um, electronic. We have some dance music. 
Um, can I steal that yeah, flyer of to kind of get, use my cheat sheet here? We got some punk, <laughs> some folk. Punk? No way. Yeah, yeah. So punk you get it and all. folk. This concert has punk and folk yes. and EDM on top of it. Yes. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're going to get a good mix. It's very much, you know, that, that Gulf Coast sounds, you know, regional acts. I like what you're saying, too, though, because I think that is a very Houston thing where, yeah, we studied all the genres, we get it, but we're bored. Let's do something that pollinates, that crosses different barriers. Yes, absolutely. Now, for what time does it start and how long does it run to? So it starts at 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. And when we say we have three stages, we have two stages at White Oak Music Hall and then one stage outdoors at Raven Tower. And we take over the parking lot in between them. So we have 30 vendors, um, arts, crafts, handmade goods. And um, and then we're also going to unveil a mural that was done recently by Royal Sumacat. And so she's this year's Madness on Main uh, muralist that we're highlighting. And she decided to do three local artists. We just, if you go to our Facebook or Instagram, which is at Madness on Main, you'll see that um, she commemorated Genesis Blue, um, who's another local artist, uh, a hip hop act. And so when you go and, and check out the reveal, she's also commemorated two other local acts. But I'm not going to say that yet. But that's very cool because even even the visual art component is about a local artist, but paying homage to our own folks. Yep, yep. Oh. And her style is like uh, the way it's described is you know has a little bit of that indigenous as well as the futuristic aspect. So it's it's so colorful and cool. Wow. Now, it, but if they go to the Facebook, they, they can get a sneak preview of it. Yes. How, how big is it in in real life? Gosh. Me and my kids went to go primer that wall. Oh. <laughs> Gracie Chavez and her kids too. So wow. yeah, we, we got all of the. So like a whole building wall. Yeah, it's a it's, it's a big. good size. I would say it's probably about thirty feet. I could lay down on it twice and then up about <laughs> ten feet. Yeah. Oh, that's big. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, solid. that's very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, so I don't know if folks remember, but um, last year Donkey Boy was our muralist and he commemorated Chingo Blink. So um, he did three of his personalities that he's done throughout <laughs> his comedy show, and it, it was pretty cool. And so um, Chingo actually came out to the to the festival um, and took photos next to the mural. So yeah, you it was... better. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, there's a mural about you. Exactly. You kind of gotta go. <laughs> exactly. So it, it was cool. Um, it stayed up for a year. You know, it's always hard painting over those things, but um, it's it, it's great that we get to to give Royal a chance and and uh, do her thing. That's really cool. And then, so okay, so you're going to get there. You've got 20 bands. Yep. Um, it's from 4 to 1. you got art. There's food there, too? Yes, we have some food trucks. We got, um, gosh, they're going to kill me, boombox tacos. And we have a Greek truck. And I know Nicolette is going to kill me because I don't remember what the Greek truck is named. Um, but lo hopefully La Macro will come out as well. Um, and we'll have uh, plenty to drink, of course with eight wonder beers and uh, Jack Daniel's going to be taking over a portion of our art market as well um, uh, with their little neighborhood flavors. So it sounds like a, a fun time. And then for the bands, how do you guys pick the bands? Like if next year, someone, if someone's right now thinking, Oh, well, you know, I'm not going to go because my band's not in it. Like how could they get their band? There's a way to get their band in it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's really being active in the scene. Um, you know, one of the founders, uh, Phil Peterson, who goes by Bassman Pep, um, along with, uh, Jason Smith, who they're, they're both musicians. Jason's a, a music band teacher. Um, and so, you know, they they got their ears on the ground and they, you know, kind of considering it's, a, you know, multi-genre, we kind of say, okay, let's get a couple, you know, rap, hip hop, let's get a couple rock acts, punk. And we kind of, you know, toss, everybody tosses, you know, into the bowl. Um, sometimes it's great timing. You know, somebody's like, oh my gosh, I just saw this show yesterday and it's right at our planning time, you know? Right. And it sounds like how we get writers for our events too. It's kind of like. Sometimes they come up and say, hey, here's my poem. Sometimes you're at a reading. Sometimes you hear about them. So it is more where you've got a bunch of volunteers with uh, the feelers out and joint music exactly. coming back. And, and like you say, it's not it's not just one genre, which then means, okay, you know, um, like even for us, if we put together a reading with, you know, it's just going to be Spanish, right? people who write in Spanish already, that's a whole other 
segment of the group. Yep. So, okay, cool. And then any any of these bands like your favorite band that you really like or I'm I'm excited to see some. One I've I've if the the headliner Harmar Superstar, everybody should go check out. He's absolutely um, I mean they're absolutely amazing. Um so I've become a fan. I can't stop listening. Um Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Uh very soulful. He gets and in, goes into dance as well. Um and then in terms of some of these locals that I'm I'm looking forward to because I've never seen him perform. Uh, frog hair is going to be fun because I like that folky punk kind of vibe. Um, folky punk, dang. <laughs> there we go again with the mix. Uh, Uche is another one who's um, got, like, we can't even imagine what he's going to bring. All of a sudden you see, like, he has seven people on his squad coming on stage and, you know, it's dance music. You're like, oh, what's going to happen? So, oh, yeah, I'm excited fun. about a few. And then I'm a big metalhead, so Warlung is uh You're a metalhead? No way. Yes, oh, really? Yes. Oh, I love, that's, I love... <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yep. So I'm excited about quite a few, and I'm just hoping that I get a chance to see them. That's exciting. <laughs> and, of course, I think, I think our listeners, especially like a lot of this, because especially KPFT and Nuestra Palabra folks, yes, the name is Latino Writers Heaven to Say, but I think everybody at the station who's done what we do is all about bridging different cultural groups, for one. Um, we we do like all the mix of different genres, and we talk smack about keeping it local. We talk smack about supporting local music. It's not smack if we show up and right, and come right. And it's a it, especially within Latino music when you're looking at like the major radio stations that are simulcasted. You know, there's not a lot of music that actually comes from our region. So you know, you have you know things coming out from the East Coast and things coming out from California. That man, when you get to Texas, it's just different. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very hard to describe some of the music that we're a fan of um, to folks in Miami. Right. <laughs> and and they want to say, well, how do we stick it into this one demo and whatnot? And of course, again, I, I don't want to make it seem like I'm saying KPFT folks don't come through because they came through over the weekend. I got the host uh, again, the According Kings and Queens. Awesome. And it was thousands of people enjoying Zydeco, Tejano, yep. Polka, and Cajun. That's and, so cool. It is. And, and you know, when you have uh, Mexicanos, African-Americans, and Asians, and Anglos dancing to each other's exactly. music, it's exactly. like, it's like you know what? Only art can save us. It's like, you know, things look bad out there nationally, but locally, it's like, ah. We, yep, yep. You don't, you don't ever know what's going to get the hip shaking. You know, exactly. you're like, what? It is beautiful. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, so fantastic. I, I hope it's really successful. Thank you. And I know it's a lot of hard work, so thank you for... For, for keeping it organized and uh, give the website out again. Yes, so madnessonmain.com. Thank you, everybody, for supporting. It, there's a lot of folks behind the fest. It's not just about the music. It's about all the photographers that come out. It's about all the artists that come out. Um, you know, we really need your support and looking forward to having a great time Saturday. Can't wait. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. And dear listeners, thank you for all the support we've been getting. Of course, we've got to see a bunch of you there at the Miller Outdoor Theater, which is fun. It was hot. It was hot, but it was a lot of fun. And, of course, we're getting a lot of emails and calls from folks who want to support us. Next Tuesday, it's June 12th. We're going to be at Talento Building with Houston at 5.30 a.m. I hope that you can uh, go. Please make an RSVP if you go to LibroTraficante.com. You can see more information. And then you can also find out um, the email to call. Just to save a seat, there is no cost. We're going to get some sponsors to pay for the bus. It leaves at 5.30 a.m. The protest in Austin is at 8.30 a.m. want to thank all the folks who came off to the kickoff. We had uh, HISD Board of Trustee member Dr. Sergio Lira was there, uh, Stafford, Independent school board member Javier Xavier Herrera. Want to thank also Mr. Joe Jimenez, president of AMA. Want to thank Professor Ramos, uh, Professor Delala Montoya. Want to thank Sylvia, Al uh, I'm sorry, Carol Alvarado, State Rep Carol Alvarado, for coming out to support it. We got to make sure that our students are taught our history the right way. And I want to thank all of you for your support. I want to thank the crew for coming through for another great show. You did a great job. I can't wait to listen to you guys next week. Oh, man, you're making me nervous already. No, that's adrenaline. <laughs> Yo, that's excitement. That ain't that ain't nerves. That's, that's thrill. You do a great job next week? I'm going to do 
phenomenal job. I know you are. Hey, this is Tony Diaz, Libre Traficante. Say bye. Alexis de Texas, Libre Traficante. Depi Lopez. Joe Anthony. And this is Marlon. Have a good one, y'all. Ciao. Adios. Hey kids, listen online to either of KPFT's two live channels on your phone. Install the TuneIn app, available for both Apple and Android, and then search for KPFT. You'll see both the FM channel and the newly improved HD3 channel. Press play and you're listening, or point your browser to kpft.org. Listening online means no more reception issues. Tune in our mix of local social justice shows and music selected with love by our Houston DJs, all there on your phone at any time. land around our bayous act as the kidneys of the water system. They clean out pollutants and help manage flooding in times of high rainfall. Preventing more Houston land from being covered in concrete ensures that more of the precious little water that falls has the ability to soak into the ground and our aquifers. Living with water shortages or damaging floods brings to light how connected we all are to the natural world around us. Our health suffers without clean water and fresh air. Families suffer without safe places to spend time together outdoors. Bayou Land Conservancy, a local nonprofit organization celebrating its 20th anniversary, works to permanently protect land in the greater Houston area with a special focus on the 13 watersheds that feed Lake Houston. Please visit our website at www.bayoulandconservancy.org or find us on social media. KPFT Houston.